0: Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. What is up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan. And today we are here with Monica Snyder, the founder of Birdsong, which I just found out is actually her maiden name, which is was really cool. I love to see where the, the last names come from. So that was exciting. But Monica and I just connected before this call to talk about funnels and email, which for a lot of you, you might be saying, oh boy, email. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you get email done, you're going to literally 5, 10 X your profits because that's that's where the money actually happens. And for those of you who've been getting stuck in your funnels and you just say funnels are a scam they don't work this is going to be a great episode for you because we're going to show you how to make your funnels work through email so monica say what's up to everybody and then we'll hop in
1: hello everybody i'm so excited to be
0: here it's going to be a fun one so monica i do want to start off because you know i just intro this saying yeah, we're here to really debunk the funnels are a scam thing we're not going to dive hugely into funnels but really into the back end of the funnel the email mm-hmm. sequence and everything. So I'm just kind of curious because you have worked with so many companies doing this. How what, what happens when you actually tack on a really good email campaign to a funnel?
1: Oh, actually I have a story. Just last week, I had a client send out one email that I had to push her so hard to send. I'm like, just send it this one email. It was a story style email and she sent it. To and it went to her $3,500 package. She sold six. She was like, what just happened? Like, you know, I was like, nothing like a $21,000 email for you, but like, that is the power of email and people just don't get it. And, you know, it, don't get me wrong. It wasn't just a one email because she has a value ladder in place. She's got different levels of things. She's been bringing people into her list. She's been nurturing them. She's very professional in the area that she teaches in. And all the stuff comes together though, to send that one email to a sales page and then boom, 21 grand. Like, So don't, I mean like when you tell me email marketing doesn't work, I'm like, well, why don't you just go do it my way? And then we'll see.
0: (laughs) Well, and and here's, what's funny is even if you suck, like you just absolutely suck at email marketing, you're still going to get a click through rate and you're still going to get sales. People are just, and I know even for me, it's, it's the fear of actually sending an email and not wanting to be spammy or being put into the spam folder. So I, I'm sure you work through this all the time with your clients. So how are you, how do you help people? How do you help them get past that fear to actually send the email? Because that sounds like what that, the story you just told thats yep. her problem.
1: Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Like if you went to McDonald's and stood there, would you want to buy something?
0: Oh yeah, the smell alone, right?
1: <laughs> okay. People are on your email list because they have a problem. They think you can help them solve. Okay, let's just be super clear. They didn't get on your email list because they thought it'd be fun to read your emails. They got on there because they thought you could have a problem They could, that you have a problem that, that you can help solve. Oh my goodness, I can't say that then (laughs) you have
0: a solution to a problem they have. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Right. So they're they're basically showing up at your storefront and you're saying, Oh, I don't want to serve you because it feels pushy to say like, Oh, Hey, you know, do you want this hamburger? Give them the freaking hamburger. They showed up for it. (laughs) It just, I, this is what I say to my clients. And then the other thing is I really do have to push some people because, um, it's usually more mindset. They feel like they don't know enough or they don't, they're not an authority enough, or they're not, Somehow enough. Um, But again, I go back to, you know, people showed up at your store, not somebody else's. And even if they are at somebody else's store, then they still would probably buy your thing if you would just let them know it existed. So uh, you just have to hit
0: that's half the battle. I was, I'm sure you know Steve Larson. We're both in the funnel world, right? So he, I was listening to his podcast probably six months ago, and he was, he was telling, he was talking about how there was a guy who was like, Steve, I love you. I love everything about you. I don't know what you sell. I would buy it if I knew what you sold. And I went and asked my audience, I was like, how many of you know what I, what I sell? And I got so many messages back being like, I, have, I don't even have an idea what you sell. And I remember just, I mean, slap in the face. I'm like, I am failing as an entrepreneur. I've got to make sure that people at least know what we do because at McDonald's, I I mentioned the smell, right? Like if you're standing at McDonald's, it's because you've recognized the golden arches. You've walked in the door because you're hungry. You're smelling the smell. Mm -hmm. Obviously you're going to buy, right?
1: (laughs) Well, and they deliver a consistent experience. It may not be the greatest experience. Let's all be real. It's not like McDonald's burgers are the best thing on the planet, but you know what you're getting into, right? So I think a lot of people miss that about email marketing and about marketing in general is a lot of the time it's the consistency too. You know, you may not have the exact best product. Like you may not be the world's foremost expert in this thing, right? There's always going to be somebody better than you, but you've built that relationship with them through the consistency that you've built in your email list. If you keep emailing them on a regular basis and then they know, like, and trust you. And then they buy from you because, you know, they'd rather, gosh, I'm not trying to call your business McDonald's, but <laughs> like, okay. right. It's, it's just, it's, it, that's the key is like, you just have to show up consistently and your experience can be more like, you know, you know, the Palm Steakhouse, if you want it to be, that's your choice, right? But just keep the consistent experience and they will continue to show up and buy from you. Yeah. You know how to buy and what you do.
0: <laughs> well, well, and I, I want to put some some context on this because most of the people listen to this, they understand the concept of funnels, whether they're using it or not. They understand emails are important. Um, let's talk through a little bit tactical of what you would actually send to somebody to convert into a sales message. First off, I mean, what's the schedule look like? What is, what are the types of emails that you send out? And then we'll kind of go from there.
1: So I actually base your schedule on your goals and how much you want to mail. So in my previous business, we did six figures a month plus on email um, Email alone, and every week we were emailing an offer. Okay, so from Thursday to Sunday, you had an offer. We didn't email the other days of the week, but almost daily, we emailed some sort of offer. And now, so to interrupt you, you, what
0: type of brand was that? I'm just curious.
1: What type of brand?
0: Yeah was it was it like uh, an ecom brand or was it a coaching brand? We
1: sort of did digital marketing broad, so okay, we would perfect. sometimes do ecom. We had sort of a newbie audience, so they would sort of bounce from thing to thing until they found their thing. Gotcha. We taught you know, agency, we taught a bunch of different stuff. So that is a different business model than say like you've got one thing to sell over and over. And so it depends really on you and your goals. So I would say that A, you're not emailing enough. B, email more. <laughs> and C, how do you keep that fresh, right? Because the problem with emailing more is like, you have to work it into your schedule and that's where it sort of gets tedious and hard until you start having it pay off. If you are working with clients, client stories are amazing and they don't have to be, you know, big or bold. There are people in your audience who would love to see a $500 return because they've been struggling to get to even that point, right? So if you show them that even the little wins matter, that is great. Now, you also want to give them the big dreams of like, you know, sending a $21,000 email, um, which, you know, in my world is actually kind of a medium-sized email. Um, I had a friend that has, he has teams and he has all this stuff, right? I taught him this specific campaign that is, um, it's like value, value, plus it's like a, you present the problem, you present the solution. Just think of a sales page sort of spread out. And then you present a new problem because, you know, every solution presents a new problem. And then you tell them that you have the solution for that, but they have to pay for it. And he ran it over Black Friday. And I think it's like an $83,000 sequence for him. It was crazy. It was insane. Um, So yeah. Hmm. What? So,
0: so that, yeah, that's awesome. I, I love that because I mean, really the the schedule is one of those things that a lot of us get stuck on. I mean, there's, you kind of have both sides of the coin, right? You have some marketers are saying you can really only email them once a week. And then you have some of them like Grant Cardone who are saying email them three times a day. Right. <laughs> um, and I, I personally lean more towards the side of you can never, I mean, if they get off your list, that means they're not going to buy from you. Anyways, you might as well be building your list. Right. And, and providing tons of value. Um, but one of the questions that kind of came to mind when, when you were talking about your strategy of, hey, every single week you were actually doing a different promotion. What about, and the reason I asked you the type of business is because in e-com that's really easy because you have, you know, yes. 5,000 SKUs where a lot of the entrepreneurs watching this are service-based businesses
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you maybe have one or two products. How do you still do promotions like that on a weekly or, or consistently without annoying your people?
1: So tell stories. At that point, you need to become a really good storyteller. And because you need to to do what I call edutainment, right? Like you need to educate and entertain at the same time. Case studies make for good things, but also just like the little wins of a client mind shift. Um, You know, your experience in doing something or learning something makes really good content. You have to, to do that, or you can actually get really good at telling stories based on like real life things, So I have a one-year-old and a four-year-old. And so Moana is like on repeat. Right. And so one of the ways that I actually sell stuff is I talk about how, you know, Moana's grandma is really the only sane one on the Island because she's actually trying to help Moana find her dreams. I don't know if you know the storyline, but, and, but her parents are trying to stop her. Right. So then I say, well, who's stopping you from your dreams? Don't let it be you go buy my product.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that because it's pulling from real life experience. And I know for me, that's actually been one of the harder things is like, what do I actually share? But I've had coaches beat this into my head, right? Is it's like anything talk about the chair you're sitting in, how it swivels around. And sometimes you feel like you're spinning in circles, right? It's like dumb things. I literally was just saying the first thing that came to mind, but, but talk a little bit of how you identify those stories.
1: Yes. So, so really it's, to me, it's about the transition. Like if I'm thinking about like, oh, I'm sitting in this chair, if like I'm sitting here, it's like, what is the transition to what I'm selling, right? So if I'm selling funnel coaching, right, then, you know, funnels have a lot of moving parts. So what in the world has a lot of moving parts? Okay, my car. Well, then my husband had to go get my car serviced, right? Our car serviced, right? So I can talk about like how the experience at the mechanic is so not like a funnel, right? And that, you know, they have this terrible user experience. And if somebody would solve that or like take me through a funnel, then- Right. Then, then it would be good. If you want my help, if you're a small business to create a funnel, or I can even talk about, you know, how the mechanic could create a funnel, right? Like, Hey, you know how to change a, uh, like a headlight, right. Is one of those simple things that like, I don't know how to do that. Right. Like send me an SLO for that. Right. Like send me a, send me a self liquidating offer for like basic mechanic things and talk about how that a small business could do that. Um, actually was on the phone with a friend that has a carpentry business. And what I was telling him was like, every small business has two audiences. They have other business owners like them. They could build funnels for, or they have, you know, their actual customers, they could build funnels for, and they're just missing out on revenue all over the place. So.
0: <laughs> well, and that's very, very true. Especially if you've been the crazy ones like us, or we've built thousands of funnels at this point, right. Or thousands of funnel pages, at least. <laughs> um, so I, I want to ask you this, Monica, because, um, you know, we've talked about where to identify the stories and, and how to, you know, kind of, that, that's kind of the hook that brings people into your world, but how do you then take them from that to actually converting them? And you just kind of teased it a little bit there with, with giving them little funnels, but does that mean you need to be building new funnels all the time or, or what do you recommend?
1: No, you don't have to. Um, you know, you have to get really good at different hooks and angles if you want to sell the same funnel over and over again. Right. So and then finding different audiences. And I actually think, you know, since people seem to be familiar with ClickFunnels, like Russell Brunson does this brilliantly, right? He's going after anybody with a website and network marketers. And um, and so that's a new audience, right? Network marketers. And then he's going after agencies, right? So how do you go after agencies and how do you then go after you know, all these other different pockets of people and he didn't start there, right? I mean, he started with the die card people who already knew what a funnel was, but there is a whole plethora of people out in the world that don't know that. So I think um, the awareness levels, if you're aware of that in marketing, right? Like there's problem aware, there's solution aware, there's completely unaware, go up that level and see, look around like, okay, well, I have a solution for small business owners that they're not even aware of. It's called a funnel. You know, and maybe they are, but they probably think of funnel as like a lead magnet funnel. And they don't even know that like there's these other like digital products. And then, you know, they're out there calling it things like e-learning, right? They're using a different language than you are. So go find their language, speak to them, pull them into your world. And that's how you sell your same funnel or your same services over and over and over.
0: I love that. And uh, you're pulling from the people who hang out on like Udemy or these places with $15 courses, which I feel like those are a curse to the to the industry. <laughs> Not a big fan. Um, so I, I want to ask you this too, because if we're talking about promoting different offers and everything as well, and let, let's say you have your core business and you have two or three products, and I'll just put this in the perspective of ours, right? We really, we really have two products. That's what we sell. And but there's a lot of supporting products that other people sell that we like to affiliate for. How do you incorporate your affiliate deals into it without kind of interrupting people or or confusing them um, about what you sell?
1: Yeah. So I take the same approach, basically the problem, the problem, solution, problem solving with a Product. And I let them know along the way that this is my friend. This is a colleague. This is a trusted resource. I don't tend to affiliate with things that I have not personally used or know really well. If I know the person really well, maybe I haven't used their service, but I do know that they are good. I've definitely been in affiliate deals where that is not the case or like something bad has happened. So I'm pretty careful about that these days. And so I would say, as long as you would. You know have a conversation with a friend in real life and refer it then go ahead and put it to your email list and then there's two sorts of ways that works if they have an ongoing open thing i work it into my calendar and then if they don't and it's like a launch i just try to make sure that that is happening because i've also been in parts of like you know these multi-million dollars launches as an affiliate and the key there by the way is like a big list and big bonuses <laughs> like these crazy bonuses but and that's yeah. true for any affiliate promotion actually you should off, you should offer your take on the content to bridge the gap between your audience and that new person
0: i love that well and and you've you've personally done quite a few different affiliate launches as well and and would you recommend doing them multiple times a month or just saying, Hey, I, with your list, just pick one a month or one a quarter. Like what, what do you, you mean? that's there?
1: Like I'm asking for affiliates to promote my things?
0: No, as far as, as for you promoting somebody else's stuff on your series. Oh, so
1: To me, that goes back to your email calendar. So, it, and your resources really too. So if you have your own stuff to promote and you've got a monetary goal you wanna meet, um, then write out your monetary goals, put your numbers in, estimate based on your history, or take your best guess and then see like, okay, well I'm trying to you know hire this new person and I'm gonna need to make an extra $10,000 to do that. Is there an affiliate promo I can put in here that would make that happen? And then that sort of thing, right? Like fill in the gaps with your affiliate promotions or if you wanna make that a big focus, because you know maybe you host a podcast and like you meet all these great people and you wanna affiliate for them all the time, I'm not saying that's what you wanna do, but then you're like, hey, once a month, we're going to have an affiliate promotion. So you can fill your calendar that way.
0: Yeah. I love that. And, and I know for us, one of the ways that we've found to kind of bridge that gap in our own company is to use like something like ClickFunnels where it's kind of a multi-purpose affiliate program where you can say, Hey, here's a page that you can use for maybe if you're selling a book, if you're trying to sell a book, here's a great little, um, book funnel, right? Just a simple funnel. And, and that allows us to kind of bring them into to that world easier. Um, we generate quite a bit of revenue through click funnels as, as an affiliate source. But then there's other programs. For example, we have a lot of people that I love their service, and we promote them, and they kick us a huge referral fee for it. Um, those ones have been great for us. Um, not typically through, mar- through email marketing, though. Interestingly enough, it's been through just referring, but we haven't really done a great email campaign for it yet. So... That's well, where monica comes listen. into play
1: <laughs> i would say send one email right just start with one about you know something use one of their stories and say used you know, to say you, you wanted to promote like a facebook ads agency right right and they talk about some of their client results because i'm sure that they're sending you an email or you see something on their facebook um like i just had a friend he posted this amazing testimonial take that, put it in an email, just be like, I know this guy gets results. So if you've been looking for a Facebook ads agency, like go check this one out. Right. And just make sure that, you know, you tell them I sent them or you can work the deal out with the agency of however you get that referral money. But yeah, I mean, you could just take their marketing and use it because your audience hasn't seen it.
0: Right. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre. Um, to me that people don't do that more often, honestly. I, I mean, for us, what we found is that people come into our world, they come into our coaching program and we help solve one big need for them. We help them monetize their show, right? They build a show, they monetize, it becomes the engine for their content. But then there's all these other problems that arise in their lives, right? A lot of them, are like, oh, I need a website. Oh, I need somebody to help me grow my Instagram. Oh, I need somebody to help me with my SEO and on and on and on and on. I don't wanna offer those services. But finding other companies who do has really, really helped us to increase our revenue because when I meet with a person, I'm not always saying, oh, I'm the only solution to your problem. I'm like, honestly, I don't know how to do that. We don't do that. But I know somebody who's amazing at it. And that's well, great for us.
1: Do you have a resources page on your website?
0: Uh, we did. We're redoing our website right now. So there will be one. Yes.
1: <laughs> so literally send that out in your welcome series or, you know, a week after, right? Like, hey, by the way, I know I can't solve all your problems because that's not what we do, but here are my trusted resources, right? It's like your little black book. Who doesn't want that? I want your little black book. I want to know who you trust.
0: (laughs) Your Rolodex.
1: Yeah. Like sharing your Rolodex is so powerful, right? And
0: nobody even knows what that is nowadays, but yes, sharing, sharing your list. I love it. I'm totally going to make an email about that this week and send it out just so you know.
1: Oh my gosh. You have to tell me how it goes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I made a million dollars. <laughs> um, so Monica, I, I really appreciate you sharing all this. And I hope it gave a lot of people a real look into how they should be using email and how they can convert through email. So you actually have something I'm going to go buy right after this, but you have these 18 different um, templates for emails. Is that correct? Can you, I'm, I'm going to butcher it. So how about you? Explore? Yes. I'm just going to go actually... buy it after this
1: eight series. There's 32 emails in these eight series and it is called relationship and revenue because I believe that you should build a relationship with your audience that allows them to want to spend money with you. And it's, um, it's sort of like, in real life, when you meet somebody, like there's that initial phase, and then when you get to know them a little bit better, then you know you expand that relationship. And then sometimes, you know, relationships end, and that's okay. And then they unsubscribe, or sometimes they like go deeper, and you become better friends. It's all built off of that because um, one of the unknown facts about me is I've been a maid of honor seven times, and in like fourteen weddings, like I am an excellent friend. And so I just took all those things that I do in real life and applied them to my email, and it was like boom amazing. So that's all in that lovely little course.
0: I love that. So um, the reason I'm going to buy that is because it is difficult to actually write those sequences yourself. And if you're feeling like, man, I just don't know where to, um, where to start with email. And for most of us, we just kind of let our email list piddle out because we just don't know what to write. So go check that out. And the website, what is that again?
1: Relationshipandrevenue.com.
0: That's right. Relationshipandrevenue.com. So make sure you all go check that out. Um, You can get into Monica's world there specifically. So uh, Monica, I want to ask you uh, one final question though, to end the call here. So if you could give our audience one final parting piece of guidance, what would that be? Just one. Get over
1: yourself. People want to hear from you. Send the dang email.